Welcome to Faith FM. You are listening right across Australia in 87.6, 87.8 or 88. Right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. I am so glad that you're all listening. You're joining us in the morning. This is Lawson and... Jazz, hey. <laughs> so, Jazz. Mm-hmm. So, we haven't been here for the last week. <laughs> that is correct. We have not. And, have we been? And, uh, well, where have we been? Well, I think that kind of ties into what I'm grateful for. Um, I'm grateful for, for a number of things. Um, I'm, I'm grateful that I had my birthday last week. I turned oh, 21. Happy birthday! So that was awesome. Um, but I'm especially grateful that I'm no longer sick because <laughs> on my birthday and all of last week, we were smashed. Yep. We were like chucking and dying and it was... It was, it was a pretty tragic scene. It was uh, <laughs> maybe worst birthday of, of all time. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's definitely... You know, they say, um, you know, in, the, in, in, in ministry, they say either you have, you know, an amazing experience or you have a sermon illustration. Mm-hmm. And I'm just absolutely sure that there's some kind of object lesson that comes from <laughs> that comes from our suffering. Okay, when you think that up, let us know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it in a sum. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so spent my time sick last week, but now finally back, finally live on air with you guys. What are you grateful for this morning, Jasmine? Well, there's a perfect segue into what I'm grateful for. So my housemate, Viviana, I just cannot appreciate her enough. She came over when we're really sick just to look after mm. both of us because we were that incapable of looking after ourselves. <laughs> and at her own peril and risk, she comes over to take care of us. And she did get a little bit sick afterwards, but not nearly as bad. So just bless her. Yeah, bless, bless Viviana. This is a reminder, you are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and press play or use the Tune In Radio app. We want to remind you guys that we're, we're kind of in the midst of our radio probationary period at the moment, and it's actually tomorrow uh, that Lyle is presenting a case before a board as to, you know, the continuation of radio. So, yeah, keep sending in your support, 1-800-324-843. You can give us a call or text us, 0491-064-669. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening. Right now, this is The Ideas in the North with... Uh, whenever God shines his light. Whenever God shines light on me, open up my eyes so I can see. When I look up, in the darkest night Then I know everything's Gonna be alright In deep confusion In great despair When I reach out for Him He is there When I am lonely As I can be Then I know that God shines his light on me. Mm-hmm. 
the lane Says you can do it too In Jesus' name Yes, he'll lift you up and turn you around And he'll put your feet back on higher ground Reach out for him, he'll be there Within your troubles you can share And yeah, he heals lame Says you can do it too In Jesus' name Yes, he'll lift you up And turn you around And he put your feet back On higher ground Back to Faith FM. I was just informed that that wasn't the the ideas of the North, <laughs> but rather the idea of North. <laughs> Mate, I'm all over the place. The monitor's a little bit far away this morning, and you know it is. It's Monday morning. Like we're just just waking up, you know, turning on the turning on the lights, as so to speak. Um, oh man, we we because man, I've been up for a while. Actually, this is classic radio morning. But we're going to continue into our uh, quiz for today. Yes. So, and we have an amazing giveaway today for Anna Beden's Living Words oh, album. Yes. That's a Lawson Walters favourite. <laughs> <laughs> so that's an amazing song. I don't know if you guys were listening, you would have heard it live on the radio not too long ago. But mm. if you want to get that, you've got to answer the quiz. And this is a what book am I quiz. And we're going to start with the clue. Romans and this book tie for the most mentions of the word gospel. <laughs> Wilson's going to see if he knows it, but if you know it, um, give us a call on 1-800-FAITH-FM or 1-800-324-843. Uh, no, Lawson oh. is incorrect. That is not so that the book. Two prizes are up for grabs. Yeah, that's a double prizes up for grabs. Or text us on 0491 064669 uh, if you want to grab that Anna Beden Living Words album. Mm. So what's what's happening right across uh, our world in good news? Our world in good news. Well, did you know that in Kansas there's been a butterfly wing transplant? A butterfly? 
fly wing transplant. transplant. So a lady, a 36-year-old lady by the name of Katie uh, Van Blerkham, um uh, at her local zoo, while she was volunteering, she found a butterfly with only one wing. Rough gig. Yeah, but it was still living. So she <laughs> she took the butterfly, went home, and um, being a bit of like a, a butterfly fan, she had, you know, people collect, um, you know, dead butterflies and things, and they pin them on the walls and stuff. And she got one of a, a similar looking wing and glued it onto this the living butterfly. And it was successful. So now the butterfly is flying around <laughs> and she like nursed it back to health after reattaching another butterfly's wing. That is wild. Yeah. So the pictures look really sick. It's got one like, um, it's a monarch butterfly or that's what the butterfly originally was. But then it's got a wing of another kind of butterfly um, that I can't pronounce like a dr- Geranium or something. <laughs> okay, yeah, but it's oh, it's really awesome. It looks really cool. So it's like a two-tone butterfly now. Yeah, yeah. And it's, that's so funny that it's just like like it's not you know preserved in ice or something like this butterfly wing. It's just like oh yeah, got one on the wall. Yeah, she's just chuck it on. I think my question is because the butterfly was missing a wing inside a zoo. Was it like? Was that wing eaten by like a monkey or no, something? No, actually, the, the article that um, I was reading, it tells that the wing was actually came off when a, a group of school students came through and they caught it in a net and the wing ripped off. And I think Katie must have seen the event happen to see the butterfly still alive with only one wing. Um, yeah, I don't know. So <laughs> my first thought with this is like... Children are the real animals. <laughs> okay, it wasn't that, but yeah, like that's Lawson's first thought. When I read that, I'm like, oh, is a butterfly really that valuable to, to go to all of that True. trouble to do? But then I'm reminded of God when he talks in the in the Gospels where it says he sees every sparrow that falls. And it's mm. like, this person really kind of had a part of the heart of God and a part of the heart of Jesus. It's really beautiful, like really wholesome. <laughs> yeah, it is incredibly wholesome. Yeah. So just get and, a butterfly. Oh, oh, even better than that, she's, the way that she puts it back on, she uses like some pins and glue and stuff, but she had to, she puts it in her freezer so that it gets cold and stops moving. She's like ice, ice, iced it, which I think like... She just, man, she just had to be so precise because I think you can nearly kill butterflies by doing that yeah. to them when they get too cold. So she had to freeze it to just the right temperature <laughs> so that it didn't die, but so that it wasn't moving so that she could reattach the wing back onto it. It's like, whoa, that's pretty intense. Oh, man, there you go. What a gun. Yeah. What a legend. Go her. That was in Kansas at her local zoo. Uh, but also happening uh, around the world is... Hollywood drones are now being repurposed to study the Amazon rainforest. Hollywood drones, like like things that shoot movies, is that? Is yeah, that yeah. What so, you're about? so particularly the one that they've just started using was used um, in the blo- blockbusters Skyfall and The Wolf of Wall Street. They've been repurposed for the for research in the Amazon rainforest, which so I think is 
way better. Yeah, like, it's, it's, like, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it's so much better. So they've just taken it and then just like set it up and now it flies. What, what exactly is it researching for? Do you- uh, I think it's the researching for the effects of climate change, particularly on the rainforest and mm-hmm. things like the fires going on there and whatnot. But it's it's done by they attach some kind of a a, um, a chemical sensing package to the front of it and then it just flies around and it'll sense the changes in, I don't know, temperature and chemicals and stuff in the air. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know. <laughs> Science. I'm not a scientist. Uh, but d- yeah. Is this like a multiple occurrence thing? Like, is this going on? Is there like many different uh, drones or like, is this the first of its kind? I'm not sure. I, it's the Harvard Universe, the University of Harvard <laughs> is, um, is doing this. I think it's one of the first, maybe not the first of its kind. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, apparently it's really successful and because up till this point they'd only had like um, 10 Towers, fixed towers or things like helicopters and Mm. stuff flying around, which can only get so close and can only pick up so much. And I mean, towers can't move, so you can only get selected (laughs) range with them in the first place. But these, because of their, like, their, um, maneuverability and they can get really close to issues like the fires that happened in the, in the Mm. Amazon, which is super awesome. Good for them. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's interesting because they just took off all of the, um, had to take off all the camera gear and everything because it's completely repurposed. Um, so I don't think they'll ever go back to making movies with those particular drones. So they're just they're just in the game now. They're just yeah, like yeah. Yep, they're just changing the world. That's one, amazing. Yeah, once it once it goes back, once it comes from the w- world of movie making, it it can never go back. Um, but. One other thing that I found really cool, um, this week I was reading about a new invention that uh, okay. has been created. I think it was a little while ago, but um, that doesn't matter. Did you know that the pits of avocados are being used to make biodegradable cutlery? <laughs> That's amazing. That's something I've always wondered. I'm like, this is basically just a piece of wood. Like, you could use this for something. So, that's basically what's going on, is that they're taking the pips of avocados and they're turning it into, what, knives and forks and stuff? Yeah, knives, forks, and straws. In particular, straws is, like, the big thing at the moment. Oh, man. Like, because I know people really get on the wave of, of reusable straws, mm, like, like mm. to for the environment, so they don't use as much plastic and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Like, a lot of people are getting really into the metal straws at the moment mm. and, like, just making the effort to clean them out after they use them. But these are completely biodegradable they um in fact the the company that makes these is called bioface and they're claiming that this is um one of the like the the uh reusable things with the lowest carbon footprint of any other thing including paper wow yeah. So they're just like, this is just the top notch. The thing I'm thinking is that how difficult is this? Because how many avocados do you have to grow to to then get enough avocado pips to then make the cutlery? Yeah, well, okay, a couple of things to that. Think about an avocado and how big the pip usually is. It's uh-huh. actually it's called a pit, not it's a, a pip. It's a pit. Okay. Yeah, but think about how big they are. You could actually make a, sub- a substantial amount of stuff from that, whereas the seeds of other... Um, fruits are pretty tiny mm-hmm. yeah. that's the thing we don't use the, the seeds of other fruits to make cutlery yeah we usually because use they're plastic. so tiny but like <laughs> this you can actually make a substantial amount out that's of a awesome. single pit but um also 
it's not that bad because the the idea that has the lowest carbon footprint is due to a phenomenon called bonus the bonus of biogenetic carbon which means that the avocado tree when it's growing absorbs co2 of the atmosphere to form its tissues um and that doesn't occur in like a bunch of these other um different sustainable plastics and things mm, that people yeah. are trying to make which is like while it's growing it's doing a good thing and then they uh, make good things from the avocados it's just all around a win 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 so avocados are just especially the 21st century are just proving their usefulness again and again and again yeah yeah <laughs> I'm wondering if while you're drinking it tastes like avocados a little bit. Would that be a good thing or a bad thing? I'm not sure. It depends what you're drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Fully. Well, right now, this is the corner room with movement number two. We'll come back right after this. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not not insist on its own way it is not irritable or resentful it does not rejoice at wrongdoing but rejoices with the truth but rejoices with the truth love bears all things believes all things Never, 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 never ends 
Back to Faith FM. We're continue, continuing on with the show with another clue for the quiz. Another clue for the quiz. What is our next clue? I haven't got this yet, so still double prizes up for grabs, but we'll see see how we go. You, okay, if you want those double prizes, this is a what book am I? Second clue. In this epistle, Paul rebukes the people by asking, after beginning with the Spirit, are you now trying to attain your goal by human effort? Lawson thinks he knows what it is. No. No, that's not what it is. Um, so there's still double prizes up for grabs, and Anna Beaton's Living Words is on the table. This is an amazing album. Um, again, one of Lawson's favorites. But if you'd like that, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843, or text us 0491-064669. Oh, man, I'm just... I'm struggling. And whenever I can't get it right, like straight away, I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> Especially then I was like pretty confident. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like this. And then I wasn't. And then I'm like, wow, why, why can't I do this? Yeah, um, well, sorry. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> it's all good. Well, let's have a look at some of the things that are happening uh, right across our world. Firstly, uh, California, again, has uh, declared a state of emergency after wind and wildfires. Of course, we've been having some bushfires here in uh, here in the Hunter Valley um, recently. Actually, uh, a couple of friends of ours tried to go camping oh. in, in, in the water. <laughs> And they were like, they rocked up and is like, it is very warm here and there's a lot of smoke because it's on fire. Let's leave. Um, but yeah, in California at the moment, uh, almost 200,000 people have been evacuated because of the wildfire. Um, and, you know, this is a, a pretty regular occurrence in Northern California in the, you know, when we're, well, it's interesting, like we're coming into our summertime, but they're coming out of their summertime, going into their wintertime, but California just being generally uh, warm place. They just, yeah, they just struggle with fires all the time. And, and, um, yeah, you know, a lot of the smoke from the fires, cause it's in the, the big forest up in Northern California. Then a lot of the smoke, it wafts into the San Francisco Bay area. Um, and like, you know, halts the traffic on the Golden Gate Bridge and, and all this stuff. And so, yeah, basically we see again and again and again, these fires and it's just uh, like, we just see more and more escalation of like in every single year around these months, just these wildfires happening. And it, to me anyway, it's, just a, it's, it's a pretty clear sign um, that, that yeah, our world is really falling apart mm. considering 
the fact that these fires have such a dramatic effect um, more than that more than ever before. I feel like the the, the fires, you know, because of infra- modern infrastructure and those kinds of things, the fires come through, and there's so much devastation and and wreckage from that. Whereas you know, in in earlier times, without the level of population and I think without the level of infrastructure, there would have been um, well, not necessarily better technology to combat it, but less devastation but we're seeing (laughs) yeah but we're seeing again and again and again that these these fires are just yeah they're they're just wrecking people and so yeah it's um you know praying for that area of the world that they can um they can be safe during that time and and hopefully these fires can um blow over not literally they can stay in one place and go out um but that yeah relatively they can uh get through that and um yeah, do well. One of the things that I was particularly decided, excited to talk about this morning, well, not excited, but just really interested by, is that um, one of the probably the world's most wanted men, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, I hope I pronounced that correctly, um, essentially the leader of ISIS has died. He was cornered by um, some the, the US military in Syria. And, um, well, it's actually an awful story basically it was him and a number of you know isis children were like running from the military and they were cornered and um you know told to to surrender um and um old mate blew himself up and it's terrible it's just terrible it's terribly awful and um you know, then, then the, the White House, you know, Twitter account and Donald Trump started to release statements about, you know, um, about his death and about, um, you know, the, the, I guess, you know, the, the, the initial one was, you know, last night the United States brought, um, the world's number one terrorist leader to justice. Um, you know, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi is dead. Um, but then Donald Trump went on to say, you know, in, some, in his, in his statement to the, to the, to the media and to the press, um, that you know he he just is the clear and abject terribleness of this guy and just ha- you know apparently uh, according to to Trump you know he was running and crying and just all these things and man i just look at someone like that and you just see the height of evil you just see the height of of also religious abuse mm. people who take religious um religious ideas and 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 religion as an identity and just completely pervert it and turn it around to control people to hurt people to incite violence and of course this is nothing new this is nothing you know um a lot of people look at the war on terror and they're like oh you know i told you guys religion's bad but you know religion in in particular christianity is by far one of the most violent religions in history mm-hmm. um like now we point the finger at islam and say oh you know islam is terrible because of look look at what it creates you know it creates isis it creates al-qaeda um but we just got to look through history and it's just very clear that the abuse of religion, because of course, you know, none of the ideas that that ISIS or um, you know the Church of the Dark Ages, you know, during their times of huge persecution, um, none of those churches held the true ideals of their faith. Mm. You know, Islam is a relatively peaceful religion. Christianity is a peaceful religion. You know, these guys don't hold the ideals of their faith. No, they rather use faith to control and to hurt people. And I think, you know, honestly, like, I, I think, you know, that 
uh, al-Baghdadi's death, I, I think that, yeah, he, he needed to be brought to justice and it's like it would have been good to see him come in by, by um, you know, to, to surrender himself, but he didn't. Um, but ultimately, like, oh, it's just, it makes my screen skin crawl. It's just the worst thing ever. And I, I'm glad that that people are taking a step to do something about it. I know that the war on terror hasn't been a, a particularly good thing for our world, but it's sometimes good when you see things that it's like, okay, well, the world, war on terror is actually kind of accomplishing something, which is, you know, destroying groups who are trying to hurt people. Um, but yeah, that's my thoughts of that. Maybe you have different thoughts today. You can give us a call, 1-800-324-843. You can put me in my place and tell me why I'm wrong. Um, but finally, I wanted to talk to Swanny. Man, this is just like... This has just been a heavy news day. Um, Australia's most notorious serial killer, Ivan Milat, has died in prison. And that is another thing that a lot of people are, uh, I guess, rejoicing about. Um, Ivan Milat, of course, was, was guilty, um, convicted guilty for the, for the string of murders between 92 and 93 in Australia. It was seven backpackers who he was charged with the murder of, basically people who picked up on the side of the road and, and killed. And, um, yeah, it was actually interesting in my in that time. My dad always tells me the story about how he was traveling through that area. Oh, when, when, I, when the when the Ivan Milat uh, killing my my it was actually my dad and my mum. They had just been married. They were traveling around, um, and uh, when Ivan Milat, you know, was was yeah was was on the move and 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 those killings were happening, and it was a big police frenzy and the investigation was going on. You know, dad was traveling through that area, and so oh, it was like man. he always tells me the story about yeah because it was like. He was in that area a couple of days before it before it happened, and then like drove off and and um, and yeah. So he always tells me that story. But but yeah, a lot of people are are, are glad. Actually, I read a satirical uh, news story last night that basically it was like man who has received better um, health care than refugees finally dies, which is like really oh, heavy. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, it's it's um. Again, just the height of depravity. And, and this is something that, that a lot of people commented. Um, uh, a, a statement from the New South Wales Corrections Minister, Anthony Robert, he said essentially like he had, you know, he could not care less that Ivan Malak died. He was like, look, he showed no remorse. He showed no backing down. He, in fact, he, he went to the grave um, pleading his innocence, um, which was, you know, it was when he was convicted it was beyond reasonable doubt like there was there wow. was there was it was absolutely certain that it was him um and to go to the grave without confessing is just cold mm. and so i think you know yeah it's that kind of circumstance where it's like man that guy will be judged and he'll be found wanting you know um he had his chance and he didn't take it uh, but, yeah, we're going to continue on with the show. We have an amazing interview come after, coming up after this. Uh, but this is CC Winans with Why Me. Why me, Lord? What have I ever done to deserve even one of the pleasures I've known? Tell me, Lord. What did I ever do that was worth loving you or the kindness you've shown?
Faith FM, continuing on with the show. Just before we get into our interview, which I'm super excited for, let's uh, let's do a clue for the quiz. Another clue for the quiz. Alrighty, clue three. This is a quote. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let him be eternally condemned. Uh huh. This is, that's a pretty distinct one. Maybe he's got it, but if you think you know, give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843, or Texas, 0491-064-669. Lawson, do you think you know? I, like, I've, I, like, I've read this. I've read this, and I, I want to know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm, I'm just like... Thinking through. Okay. Our interviewee, um, we're just talking. He he's got. He knows what it is. So can Lawson get it? Clue three. No, no, that's not what it is. Still double prizes, guys. (laughs) Keen, Anna Beaton, Living Words. This is amazing. (laughs) Something. That you would love. So after that disappointment, <laughs> <laughs> from I'm just disappointed in myself, man. But um, let's uh, let's go into our interview. Let's just like forget about that. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> I'll get it eventually. Um, 
sitting across from me for our interview today is my good friend Melvin. Melvin, how are you? Hey, good morning. Doing good. Doing good. I love hearing your program here and just listening and knowing that I know the answer. (laughs) (laughs) So then you can hold it over me. Um, But uh, fantastic. So Melvin, we've brought you in here to talk about a number of things, about some of the the ministry you're involved in and Mm. and whatnot. But first, we want to just start, and also the fact that you you have a little bit of an accent, yet you're here in in Australia. Um, We want to really get into that. But before we do, let's just take, I guess, a trip down the the laneway of your life yeah. yeah let's uh let's let's get into that so so let's start with you know who are you where are you from mm. uh how old are you and and yeah whatnot well, i'm 27 my name is melvin and uh, i am from holland originally oh wow um but i met someone from sweden and uh, for love <laughs> you know you do crazy things like moving to sweden and uh, so that's where i've been living now my wife and i and uh, our one and a half year old son ellie and i we are um, living here in Newcastle for six months, where mm. we are volunteering in the church. So it's Ooh. a new adventure. So that is a bit of my, my background and what, what we're doing here oh, now. Yeah. That is amazing. So you're living here in Newcastle, working. Mm. That's awesome. So, so obviously then, we, we come to the, the question and the thought of like, you know, what, what, you know where did you come from in yeah. terms of your faith and, yeah. and what motivated you to come to Australia? So let's just start at the beginning. Like, what has your journey of faith looked yeah. like? Well, it was 19th of May, 90, 1992. So that was the day that I was born. Uh-huh. So and that's you want me started. to just go from there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, uh, I think a lot of people can relate. A lot of our listeners can probably relate to a big part of my story is born and raised in church, mm-hmm. um, but never really having taken personal <clears throat> what the church is standing for, what the Bible is mm-hmm. teaching. Um, I didn't know it at the time. I was just going through the motions. I loved the idea of church. It honestly, it was my idol, though I didn't see it at the time. Uh, I love the idea of church, but it, it didn't give me what I was looking for. There was always something more that I was like, there's got to be more. So at some point I left the church where I grew up in, um, only to join it again not too long after when I met my, my wife, Katya, who was going to the same church, but then in another country. So I joined it again. Um, only to leave it again later, and not long after, but now together with, um, with Katya. So we had left all that behind us, trying to search for something that we were missing, and we didn't know what it was. So we ran ar- went around to different churches, like we had always believed that God existed, um, but we didn't maybe know how it would shape our lives. Mm. So we went around to different churches, thought that we had found who we were looking for. We joined. We were part, I was part of the video ministry, and we did things and built a social network. But then still after some time, it was like this feeling of, ah, th- there's got to be something more. We still haven't found what we were looking for. Mm. So then we were looking around more, and we were actually, we joined a, a healing movement uh, where we would go on the street, pray for people, see people get healed. A lot of uh, supernatural things uh, like uh, demon possession. We had uh, seen uh, up very close even where... Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> so our eyes were really open to, to that there was something more going on. Things that we, had, that we knew but didn't really see that evidently. Um, 
but then there was still that feeling that something is missing. And at this time, we'd be listening to so many different, you know, preachers or teachers and all of these things. So we were listening, we were taking things in. Sometimes they would contradict each other, but it was like, you know, you know no need to worry about those kind of things because let's just focus on what unites us and not what mm. divides us, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then there was this one thing that really shook us, and that was when one of the teachers said, that you would need to do something in order to be able to be saved. Um, now, we were doing this particular thing that he was mentioning, but we knew that what he was saying, that it was not biblical. Mm. And I believe that sometimes when you don't know what you're looking for, God can just come in and show you. <laughs> yeah. And I was just so, so grateful that he did. He really took that particular thing to really wake us up and have us see, like, look, guys, where are you going? What are you doing? And we started realizing, okay, if this person wasn't right about this, then what else that we've been listening to, that we've been accepting, that he's not right about? So we started analyzing everything. And then we were like, okay, we just, we want the truth. We just want to know what does God have to say about different things. Like the church where we grew up in goes to church on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Other church that we were part of going to church on Sunday. We were like, what's the deal? One of these days must be the one that God wants us to go to church on. Mm -hmm. So different things came into mind. And we were like, we got to go to the source. So we stopped going to different churches. We just opened the Bible. We prayed. And... um, and God was just leading us, and, and we oh, found more and more things. Yeah. Mm. So that's really how we came to like that own personal faith. Mm. To, uh, yeah. That's awesome. And mm. so I guess then, um, what was then the period of time of you coming into that, that you know, your own personal faith mm. to then making the decision that, oh, hey, I want to work for the church um, in Australia. Like, right. what, what did that look like? Well, the Australia part came a bit after. Like, mm-hmm. first we were like, after <clears throat> this journey, discovering all these things, we were like, wow, this is so amazing. And along our journey, we had met so many people that didn't have a clue about those things mm. that were also that we could see were just going through the motions of of Christianity or church going so we were like God is there a way where we can you know share what we have found and then all of a sudden uh, Katja got an idea of like oh, maybe we can write some blog posts and we were like oh yeah no, that sounds like a good idea and then a name popped in my mind for a website thechristianlife.com and I shared it with Katja, and we were both just having a laugh because, you know, millions of Christians all over the world, as if that domain name would be free. Well, I looked, and it actually was free. Oh, wow. Well. It was available. No one was using it. It was for sale for a couple of thousand dollars. We didn't have that money. Um, but I contacted that person, and long story short, we got it for free. And oh, that is amazing. Yeah, so we really felt led by God. And... Um, on top of that, sometime after we thought about doing YouTube videos, and um, we were like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. And then Katja, again, wow, listeners, find a godly wife. <laughs> that can help you so much in life. She, she reminded me, didn't you have a YouTube channel from like years ago? 
and uh, I found my password or I recovered it and then I saw that one of the videos that I had uploaded um, for my local church it was like four videos or something it had got uh, 30 million views it was a song I put some lyrics to it super basic super simple but people listened to it um, and the channel had 50,000 subscribers so that was our starting platform <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> for our YouTube ministry. So we really felt led in both the internet, the website, and the YouTube ministry by God. Uh, so we started developing this ministry, uh, and this was all happening in Sweden. And uh, then we heard so many good reports from Australia, things happening here in this particular area of uh, Australia that we were just, we got so inspired by it. That, that we got open doors and we were able to come here. And uh, it's awesome. It's so incredible to oh, even now have this opportunity to, to talk about our story here. That's amazing. Very grateful. Oh, man. That is so powerful. I mean, <laughs> that's so, so I'm like, I'm looking through your YouTube channel at the moment and yeah. I'm like, you know, it's got all your videos. There are, there are videos here um, yeah. that, you know, about teaching. Um, You're in different, it. Yeah, I'm in there. <laughs> um, uh, there's an interview with me in yeah. here, but the, if I scroll all the way back to the bottom, it's yeah, yeah 11 years ago. It's like, it's yeah. a lyric video for This Is My Desire. It has yeah. 39 million views. It's yeah. a video that I've probably watched before. Like, yeah, no maybe. joke that I've like put <laughs> on at church or something right. for, for ambient music or yeah. something. Man, that, <laughs> yeah, that is God really amazing. made a way. <laughs> that so, is awesome. That is, yeah, that is awesome. Um, <laughs> so now I think that now you're in Australia, um, you're going ahead working as a Bible worker. Is it is yeah. it really with your YouTube channel like you're, you're just kind of taking your experience here and sharing that and, and whatnot? It's been a bit of a, how to say, we were, we were still trying to find a way and how to make things work because mm-hmm. back in Sweden we had like our little home studio that I could just build up quickly and take down and I could record and I had time to actually make like teaching videos. So the first part has been a lot of teaching videos. Mm-hmm. But then since we came here, we got so busy and um, we didn't have our equipment. So we started thinking, what can we do? Um, but then we started doing some live videos and it's actually been quite a blessing like testimonies like with yourself where people where we can have a live uh, dialogue with viewers and it was just very practical didn't take a lot of time but now we're trying as we have settled down a bit more here we're trying to expand and look into what can we do more so we actually did a music video with Anna Beaton uh, about one two weeks ago and uh, it was just amazing, our first music video. And uh, together with the North New South Wales Conference, there's this guy that we work together with. He's so, so talented. Are you talking about Matty? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. He's, he's really talented. So he, he helped us out big time, and we got this released. And, and we're having a lot of plans for the future, um, near future. So it's definitely exciting times. To, mm. to see where God is leading this, yeah. That is amazing. I think mm. finally, um, like in terms of like you're, you're saying, oh, it's exciting times to see where God is going in the future. What mm. what would you like to see from your YouTube ministry? I know you're Bible working mm. as well, like in, in Australia. Um, like wh- where do you want to head from here? Yeah. 
I think one of the important things for us is we have like as a slogan, like live God's word today. Mm. We think that is so important. We think it's so important to, well, you know, the name of our channel and webpage is The Christian Life. We want to empower people for that walk after Jesus, which can be tough. There's a lot of distractions. There's a lot of interpretations. And we always want to connect with those thoughts that we used to have um, in that search that so we want to make it as easy as possible for people to to be empowered to feel empowered to actually live this life so we want to provide as many resources as we can inspiration music videos we want to go into like cooking videos we want to do oh, yes. you know we're thinking way too big probably but you know it, it gives god room to work uh, so so we'll see we're looking also with our blog to pick <clears throat> that up to include other people with that because we know that our own you know um knowledge and time is limited and there's a lot of people out there who are better at it than we are so um, yep. we're trying to include and grow and see where God is leading. Oh, that is so awesome. Well, finally, I, I just want to promote your, uh, promote your, your channel. So it's The Christian Life on YouTube, on Facebook, yes. on the internet. The Christian Life is everything, right? Yeah, on the website, thechristianlife.com, you can find the connections to the social media platforms. Awesome. So, uh, and yeah. I'd just like to ask you, do you want to hang around and help us do a Bible study? Now? Yeah. Sure, absolutely. Awesome. So that's going to be coming up after the end of the hour. Uh, right now, this is The Lower Lights with The Christian Life. Um, thanks. I Perfect. Like the Christian Life My buddies tell me That I should have waited They say I'm missing Jesus, but I am happy though.
like bargains, right? Oh, they don't call me Bargain Hunter Brad for nothing. Do they really call you that? Well, no. But I certainly love bargains. Good. Well, you'll love the Wodonga Adra Op Shop. They've got heaps of great clothes and the money goes to supporting the local community. Nice. So where can I find this Adra Op Shop? It's at 1117 Melrose Drive, Wodonga. And it's open on Mondays, Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10 to 3. I'm already on my way. See ya. Hey, Mon. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in miracles? Look, if God can change my life, I think I definitely believe in miracles. Okay, so the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church is making a difference in its community. Oh, yeah? How? Well, it's worshipping together, loving together, learning together, and above all, preparing for Jesus to return together. Ooh, that sounds good. When's all this happening? Bible studies start at 10 a.m., service at 11 a.m., and guess what that's followed by? Or is it this free lunch I keep hearing about? Absolutely. <laughs> well, please join Join us at the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church. Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales. Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Silver, bronze, and gold can't save your soul at all. So, can you better sing some praise to heaven? The writing's on the wall. Now, once in Babylon, a king upon his throne. Let wine and foolish pride go to his head. Then there appeared one night a hand by the candlelight. And it wrote a note, and this is what it said. King of Babylon, bow your knees, the writing's on the wall. Your kingdom's days are numbered, and it's just about to fall. Your gods of silver, bronze, and gold can't save your soul at all. So, King, you better sing some praise to heaven. The writing's on the wall.
the writings on the wall Your kingdom's days are numbered and it's just about to fall Your gods of silver, bronze and gold can't save your soul at all So king, you better sing some praise to heaven The writing's on the wall So king, you better sing some praise to heaven The writing's on the wall